I'm sending my kids to you know a local school and uh, we have enough to pay the bills and enough to pay the groceries I'm scared I'm really scared what happens if I leave and I don't um I don't make it and then what happens there's always the big question mark at the back Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Business SG. Today we have an amazing couple with us. It's a husband and wife team. Uh, they are Mia and Manoj from Bless Brothers. Let's give them a warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So just a bit about Bless Brothers. Uh, they are available on Instagram. You can find them at bless underscore brothers. They have about 40,000 followers. You know, it's wow. quite a following. Yeah, amazing. And they're also available on TikTok as Bless Brothers and their website is blessbrothers.com.sg. Now, what is Bless Brothers? You, I think we'll let them tell us more about it, but it'll be in the furniture and lifestyle space. Yeah. So Right, yeah. So, I mean, let's just dive into it. Like, maybe you can share with us a bit about what Blessed Brothers actually is about. Uh, ladies first. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> cool, yeah. Okay, so Blessed Brothers is a company that my husband had started and it's a furniture business. So, we sell lots of things from sofas, um, beds, mattresses, dining tables, right. that kind of thing. So, it's basically home furnishings in Singapore. With every great business, right, there's always a backstory, right? And mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's curious to hear how did it come about, right? So, maybe we go back to the start of how you all met. Uh, you are Singaporean, right, Manoj? Yes, born right? and brought up. Right, and you're from the UK. I am, right? yes. So, you're, but you all met in Singapore. That's right, yes. Okay, so what brought you to Singapore? It depends who you ask, right? So, the version of how we met okay. is going to be very different right. who's telling the story. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so, well, anyway, I came to Singapore because I had a job offer in Singapore. So, I was working in England. Okay. And um, at the time, I was working for a company and I said to the CEO that I'm going to leave because um, I just felt like I could be in a better job. And he said, come back to me tomorrow. Um, and I did. And he said, right, I've got something really exciting for you. There's a job in Singapore. There's a team that's underperforming. Do you want to go and manage that team and I think I said yes um, before you even finished that sentence so it was like off I go to Singapore and funny fact like I had no idea where Singapore was on the map so I went home I said yes (laughs) (laughs) it's so embarrassing I asked you though like where do you think it was like which continent I swear (laughs) in my defence I was quite young so I was only 22 years old uh, when I moved but I actually thought it was near Sri Lanka like my geography Ah, was horrendous maybe I shouldn't have admitted that (laughs) is still horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like most people would have gone with China, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. really interesting. So um, I just had that travel bug in me. Right. I just thought, I want to get out of England um, and I packed my bags and within weeks I was, I was what, in what, Singapore. What, what was your job in? What industry? So I was yeah, in like, sales actually. Oh, so oh. Um, financial sales right. and that sort of thing. Okay. And um, I was a top salesperson at the time in the UK for this company. Right. And they said, there's this underperforming team in Singapore. Do you want to go manage it? And I said, yes. So that's basically what right. I did. And w- when you had that like intentions to quit, yeah, were you just going to quit your job and, you know, do nothing and figure it out or do you have something lined up for yourself? Well, the thing is, right, I don't know where I get this confidence from, but I was just so confident because 
because I'd been hitting my KPIs at that particular company, I just thought, right, I'll just move um, to another country. And I, we always joke because I said I wanted to go to like um, South America and go that way. And I ended up coming the other way. <laughs> so I always say to Manoj that I went in the wrong right, direction right, right, right. or the right direction. Depends right. on how you look at it. But um, I was just confident. I feel like when you're young, you just you just don't have any care, you know, in the world. You're just sort of like you've got no children. You're not married. Right. Like just, it's an adventure. At that's least that's how I was raised. That's a very un-Singaporean thing. I know. Yeah. I don't think anyone can resonate <laughs> with what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I gotta right. ask, like your family, when yeah. you told them, what was their reaction? Yeah, this news. well, that's interesting because I was raised by my grandma and okay. I had a lot of like really strong women um, role models around me. So when I told her, she was just kind of like, absolutely like go for it um you know go for a year or two you're gonna do really well right. so she was always like encouraging me despite like her being so much older than me right. and being from a complete different era and being indian as well so right. um but she was very ambitious for me and right. and she was my cheerleader basically nice fantastic how, how many years ago was this Oh gosh, that's going to give my age away, right? So I came here when I was 22 right. and it's been about 13 years. So. Wow. Okay, wow. so it's like 2010s, right? Right. Yeah, so how's the economy doing? I think we just got out of the uh, Lehman Brothers crash or something like that or the mortgage prime crisis, right. something yeah, along those lines. Absolutely. Yeah? That's exactly, right. it was that time period. So I had graduated just as Lehman Brothers had crashed right. and I wanted to go into banking and that wasn't going to happen. Ah. So I went in a sales job. So okay. that's that's basically the start of it, right? And I remember MBS being built. So it, had, it actually hadn't started, right. but whilst I was oh. in Singapore, I saw it go up. I mean, you're practically Singaporean now, man. Right? <laughs> 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 I've seen one of the biggest monuments being built. Oh my God, it was phenomenal the way it went up so fast um, and my office building was actually facing it as well so we literally saw it going up it was amazing uh, and for you yourself, you were the typical Singaporean life. Very Singaporean <laughs> life. Very Singaporean life. So I started out my career working in a furniture showroom. Okay. Okay. And um, that's how my love for furniture started. Right. And after that, after a few years, I joined a SME selling consumer electronics across to Africa, which okay. required me to travel to a lot of different countries. So I was there for seven years. Wow. Um, yeah, so that gave me a lot of exposure, mm, seeing the different countries in Africa. And during that time, I developed a bit of furniture business for them. Okay. And then I think after that, I got little, um, you know, as a Singaporean, you've always wanted to experience the MNC life. You've right. always wanted, you know. Right, right, right. So um, I left and I joined a German lighting company. Okay. But it honestly wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. So after two years, I left and that's when Bless Brothers started. Ah. Yeah. You were doing sales all the way from, from the beginning? From the beginning. Okay. From the okay. beginning. Yeah. Right, right. Actually, do you know what? I think it's really important to mention here that because I was working in Singapore and I had a lot of expats that were hired around right. me and they were being paid like phenomenal amounts of money compared right. to local Singaporeans. I mean, I'm not saying that Singaporean was in that same role. I just didn't really see many Singaporeans. <laughs> right. In, in, I'm, I'm not sure Singaporeans are going to take that very well. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, but the reason, the truth, yeah, right? but yeah. the reason I'm bringing it up is because 
because when Manoj and I met and, you know, we fell in love, we got married and everything. And I saw that discrepancy. Then I said to Manoj, like, you should be paid way more right. for what you're doing because right. I've got people that are around me that are expats and they're your same age right. and they're being paid so much. And I see how hard you work. And that's the reason I wanted to bring it up because I feel like Singaporeans should be getting those jobs. Right. Um, right. And that's what happened. We encouraged each other. And I said, just apply for some of these jobs that are being offering higher pay because right. I can coach you like we can talk about interview skills we can work on the CV and you got it yeah, it was a uh, huge yeah, I got jump. it within the, yeah. the first interview in. yeah. Yeah. yeah so and, and that was that the German yes that was the lighting most, yes, company yes. right but I think I think a lot of Singaporeans also once we, we get our first job we fall into this pattern of like comfort and that's know, the thing we're very we, we just in a little bubble we don't want to ex, you know explore what's outside of that yeah for sure and Take me, for example, I was exactly like that. Right, so right. receiving a certain amount of pay on a monthly basis made me very comfortable. Right. But the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. And that's when, of course, when after I met Maya and when she encouraged me, then it was, there was no stopping. Right. It was just right. going all the way. So I would love to find out how did you guys meet? Um, okay, we met through a networking event. Okay, at Starbucks, Marina Square. Wow. Yeah. What kind okay. of networking event was this? <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't like speed dating or anything like that. It right. was literally like a networking event yeah. to meet new people. Right. But of course, I went with the intention of like, hopefully meeting someone. And I think you did as well, right. if we're honest. Okay, okay. So I grabbed a friend and I said, hey, let's go to this networking event. And funny story, like I'd come from London where I thought like the dating life was like, really great like right. there was always someone giving you the number like you'd be sitting in the tube and someone would in write Singapore. their number in Singapore I mean in London oh, in, in London. London yeah yeah yeah, yeah. imagine so someone giving you the number in MRT yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so, might be on the news yeah. so, <laughs> be on stomp yeah. be arrested no I'm joking um, so what happens in, in London was that like okay they'd read this newspaper called the Metro and they'd write their number and they'd pass it to you right. cheeky smile or you'd be waiting at the platform and you'd always see the same people and eventually you know someone would pass you their card so the, ne the dating was like very like active like right. it was very okay. easy to meet someone and then I moved to Singapore and I swear like I'd never felt so invisible in my life like, <laughs> it was yeah. so bad <laughs> Um, it was weird. It was, I don't know if the beauty standards are different here. I'm not sure. I think it's a combination of things, people being a little bit more conservative. Yeah, I sure. mean, I'm talking back then, yeah. Like right. now I know it's, it's a little bit different. Right. But I'm talking like 12 years ago. Um, and I remember calling my dad one day um, and saying, you know, I'm never going to meet anyone. Because, you know, I was like 22. <laughs> I was like hoping to eventually right, meet right, someone right, 23 right. years old. Yeah. Uh, so we saw this networking event. I grabbed my phone and I said, let's go. Let's okay. try and meet some people. Okay. And sure enough, Manoj and I met, and yeah, we've been inseparable, inseparable since. So you you met you met very soon into your Singapore life. About a year, a year in, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. for a for a year in, right? And yeah. within that year, did you try dating? Or, oh my god, or I found the dating like really bad, and yeah. and actually, a lot of my friends from the <laughs> UK, up, like females in particular, they left Singapore yeah. not because they didn't like the place or the career opportunities were not there. Because they couldn't meet someone. Like I could, okay. I have like three or four friends that I could right. think of that yeah. literally left for that reason. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get into the mind of what it's like right. for an expert. I think that it's quite interesting because we as Singaporeans, we don't understand these concepts, right? We've mm -hmm. grown up with it. And majority of the time when an expert comes to Singapore, for us, it's like, we don't realise that you, the kind of loneliness that you all are feeling and, and, you know, the expectations. I just think for 
us as Singaporean guys, when you know we were growing up, we tend to be very uh, quiet. Yep. You know, trying to approach a girl was just a whole different right. story, right? right? So you try to get your friends to get the number rather right, than you trying right, to approach right. the sure. girl yourself sure. and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah and, I mean, and, and a lot of. A lot of the times also is, uh, I mean, this was way before like Bumble and Tinder and yeah. all these things. That made yeah. things so much easier because, you know, you're just like swiping <laughs> and shit. But in those days, I think a lot of us uh, usually found relationships through like group settings. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah, uh, you know, you're like either girl, in school, university yeah. or your workplace. Yeah. Maybe not even you the know, workplace. I like, I like the girl. Hey, can you yeah. invite her to, you know, the, like, some <laughs> social yeah. event? It's a friend of a friend. Yeah. So I don't think we really had that. I mean, I do know people who do uh, go up to strangers and pass their number and ask for numbers and things like that. But most of the time, alcohol is involved. Yeah. If not, uh, uh, I don't think we really have that very big culture of like you know uh, asking for someone for your but number. But I definitely feel that things are changing. Yeah, for sure. Things are changing. Yeah. I think, yeah. I'm, especially with like like uh, Bumble and Tinder coming out, and yeah. like if you don't ask for the number, it's just going to be a long <laughs> conversation. <laughs> like it's not going. Well, anywhere, we, that was right? before. Yeah. So we had already been married before any of those so apps. So we come don't out. know what these yeah. apps look like. So we always like. joke yeah. and say we missed out. On that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can always, you know, just create a profile, and no, see, no, see no, how no, it goes. No. You know, just to understand. That wouldn't go down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but can I relate it back? Like this, this uh, culture of just going up to someone, yeah, you know, putting yourself out there, uh, us, like Singaporeans not having it. Do you think it's holding us back in terms of, let's say, sales or business, or is there like a deeper repercussion of 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 this, you know, shyness that that we have? I would 100% say yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, just for the career aspect, because mm-hmm. what I would see happening in Singapore, and I was working in the corporate world for about a nine, 10 years here before I started with Manoj. And what I found is that, I mean, we don't want to stereotype, right? But there were a few instances where like Singaporeans wouldn't voice out in a group setting, like what they felt was going wrong or what what could be done to make things better but it wasn't that they didn't have those ideas in fact they were the most educated in the room like if you looked at the academics it's just that they didn't know how to voice it and then what would happen is that um, an expat someone like me that's a bit loud a bit overconfident maybe some would say would say it and it would make me look good so I would look good in front of management in some instances or someone else would because we were like oh how about this this and this and it wasn't that the Singaporean next to me didn't know that they did but that's what I'm trying to teach my kids now like it's okay to voice out be confident like they're going to acting and they're doing arts and crafts because I want that creativity I want that confidence to be there for my kids that are Singaporeans you see what I mean so I'm not being stereotypical I'm not saying that no one voices out but it's just what I saw in the workplace Um, and I know Singapore government are working on this. I yeah. know that they're trying to include more like public speaking and yeah. all that. I, th- I think that would, would apply to the majority. Like every time you attend a talk, uh, and you know, it's, it's a majority Singaporean, or even in school, right, where the teacher asks, "Do you have any questions?" No we'll one be, raises. We'll be, their hands. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one is going to raise their hands. No one is going yeah. to voice any opinions. And it's it's sad, right? But I I do believe it's changing, right? Because there was a very hierarchical structure of how we were brought up, like, or you cannot talk back to people. And then you get this idea and the notion that if I was to correct you or if I was to bring up my opinion, I'm going against you, right? In the, in that way. So we, we become very quiet and 
whatever issues we face, you know. Yeah. Speaking of that change, uh, you mentioned like how it might be changing over the years. Over the years, universities have like implemented modules or classes yeah. have implemented yeah. modules whereby you're encouraged to speak up. You raise your hand, you get a point, a mark or uh, okay. something like that. Yeah. But that also leads to but people saying sad, nonsense. Right? <laughs> no, but it's absolutely sad that you know, you've got to incentivize people to like yeah. speak their yeah, opinion. Yeah, th- that's right. That, that, that's the reality of it. It's yeah. sad that right. you have to incentivize it. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. when I was young, and being brought up, you always were told that elders were always right. Yeah. Your teachers are always right. So uh, whatever you do, whatever you say, just nod your head. Yep. Don't say anything. Yep. That's what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. But right now, in this era, my wife and I, like whenever we pass on uh, our advice to our kids, we'll be like, go ask your teacher. Right. Make sure you raise your hand up. Yep. If you have to, just go straight up. If right. the teacher's busy, just get the teacher's attention. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because we were com- we were taught something right. completely different. Right. And it's been so many years, decades. Things have to change. Yeah, for sure. Things I have mean, to change. You not voicing your opinion to your teacher eventually leads to you not voicing your opinion to your superiors. Exactly. And your yeah. and exactly. And then it's just a, it's a snowball effect yeah, yeah. throughout your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with that whole thing, and then then you were in the corporate. You were in the corporate. Uh, what was that point where you were frustrated? Like either one of y'all became frustrated and like, no, I'm done with this. I need to do something on my own. Do you remember that point? Um, I do. So I always told Maya that I've always visioned myself having my own office and my own business, and running an right. an entire empire someday. But that fear was always there. For sure. That. I'm very comfortable. I'm sending my kids to, you know, a local school and uh, we have enough to pay the bills and enough to pay the groceries. I'm scared. I'm really scared. What happens if I leave and I don't, um, I don't make it? And then what happens? There's always right. the big question mark at the back of your mind. So I think, um, I would say my strongest support has been my wife, Maya. So she kind of pushed me and out. In the open, and that's when we we took I took the leap first. Okay. Okay. While she was having a stable job, um, she was the pillar right. at home, you know, supporting everything. And um, that was that was the start. Yeah. That was the start. Before before we get into the part of you pushing him, right? Uh, would you say that if she was she did never came into your life, this would have never probably happened? Absolutely, right? Absolutely, right. Right. yeah. But why why was that vision first formed in your head then? Um, because in my family, um, my cousins, my uncles, friends and stuff, they all have their own business. And I was brought up in a very business environment. Right. So my dad had his business as well. So, you know, as we were kids, we used to follow, I used to follow my dad to the office and he used to carry a briefcase, right. his Samsonite right. briefcase, the old one and he sits in his office and then he's got one or two staff and then you have customers coming to see him right. and giving him the level of respect. So that was how it all started. Okay. Right. Okay. That I want to be a businessman. Okay. I want to be like my dad. Right. Yeah. And then, um, of course, things along the way change and stuff and, you know, that, that whole fear because once you get a comfortable job, Right. Everybody starts somewhere and you get the comfortable job and then the fear builds up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your family was encouraging you to pursue business though? See, that's the thing. When you have a job and it's paying you relatively well, everybody will tell you, you know, the market's really bad. 
Right. Business is not good. Right. And, uh, you know, it's unstable. Right. There's hardly any business these days. You're getting this much of money. Stay right. and and just be happy because it's just, you know, you Absolutely. should keep this job. Yeah, sure. So everybody talks you know that kind of yeah, yeah. I, I think I think like as Singaporeans we always try to uh, preach realism like realistic standards right but we are actually very optimistic as a society I mean we are very pessimistic as a society right yeah so how frustrating was it for you when you you know you were trying to push this guy like get out <laughs> it. like how frustrating was it getting for you I think the annoying thing was right I was in a sales job that had commission right, right. and I recommend this to all youngsters by the way go and get into a sales job where you earn commission because especially when the commission's not capped so what would happen is the harder I worked and the more sales I closed my commission just got bigger and bigger and that was frustrating for Manoj because he was in a sales job also but he, he didn't Kept. have that kind yeah. of uh, commission structure so it's right. like you do as many sales as you want you're still going to get paid the same and he was like a top performer in his company so I saw that and I was like like you're you're so capable of making more money um and i just kept seeing him doing side hustles to try and like make money as well on the side and one day i just thought you know what just just do your side hustle full time like just quit already you know so it would get really frustrating because he would keep saying i want to start my own business but wouldn't and then i'd keep (laughs) encouraging him so it was just like i got bored of the conversation and and i'm quite direct so i would just say like stop talking about it because you're not doing it like it's annoying right like either go and do it or just stop talking about it and i knew which buttons to pull i knew that would like get him like a bit angry and like oh i I, I think you would have been so stressed out right being brought up in (laughs) singapore society like going through school because we are all just like yeah, I want to do it but you know what yeah, yeah it's annoying you know and I would read books like almost like every day like business books Um, I'm a huge like I'm really really into right. the whole self-help right okay. I'm not embarrassed to say like okay. I've got like 50 books at home okay. and I'd read and pass to Manoj read and pass to Manoj and um, he was so ambitious and that's when it all started okay. and I said look just do it now right. and we kind of set up this scenario where we we pretended it was an MBA so I said to Manoj pretend you're going to do an MBA and if you lose all that money it doesn't matter because you've paid for your MBA so we kind of tricked our brains I don't know if that's making a lot of sense but we just said like when people do an MBA you've just gained knowledge at the end of it and that money's gone right Right. so go and do this business that you want to do in furniture and even if at the end of the year you've lost everything you've gained knowledge so that's how he was like oh it kind of makes sense you're truly a salesperson because (laughs) (laughs) that would have been the best way to yeah. sell a Singaporean their own business yeah. think of it as an education <laughs> go get your MBA wow that's fantastic man yeah, I mean deep inside I knew he would do it because he had too much ego to right, fail right, you know right, what I mean right, like right, I was right. I was the one like okay you go do that I'm going to pay the mortgage but I knew it was poking him and right, that fire was right. building and there was no way he was going to let the family down and even if he did like I just knew I knew it wouldn't happen, number one. And even if it did, like I believed in that whole MBA story. Yeah, right, right. How long was this whole conversation before? <laughs> yeah, so how long were you talking yeah. about, oh, I'm going to start five. Oh, um, We started talking about the business about six, 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 seven years ago. Right. Yeah, but yeah. then when you when you joined like the company that you're getting paid more, right? That was only for like a year yeah, or something. Yeah, that was about a, right? about a year and a half to two years. Right. Yeah. So that's when I started the site hustle as well okay um oh and they were doing restructuring so yeah, they kind doing, of forced yeah. him into like okay. do i go and look for another job yeah. or do i now just do this so it kind yeah. of okay. happened okay. Okay. so I, I see like a pull factor and i see like a push factor yeah. maybe by the right. company as well yes. maybe so this yes. is the right time to leave yeah, yeah I, I guess there was 
that was my calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that that was the sign. And that was yeah. yeah. We hope you've, you've enjoyed, enjoyed this episode, episode. And, and next week, week we, we have, have It's almost like every year We just doubled and we kept outgrowing It was. It got to the point where we'd get a new showroom We'd put everything in and a few months later We'd look at each other and say We've, We're already outgrown it like that's that's the speed at which we were growing, but at the same time we didn't want to take huge risks. We had a mortgage, we had two kids to put through school, um, all that kind of stuff. This is Manoj, Manoj and Maya, and, and you're listening, listening to the Mind Your Business, Business SG podcast. podcast. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music and if you've enjoyed our show consider rating us it will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better have a question for Ash or me head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away we read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode if you'd like to support us personally you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions we'll see you soon